Welcome to another exciting edition of the Bulls Bros Podcast, or the Chicago Bulls Bros Podcast. Who knows? I am Bulls brother Alex, joined by my Bulls brother Max. Hello, Max. Hello, hello, from Chicago. And we're here to talk about the uh, conference semifinals and preview the conference finals, which kick off tonight. Neither of which have any relevance to the Chicago Bulls, but continue. Well, a little, a little. So let's talk about the last round of the playoffs, the conference semifinals. So in the East, the Boston Celtics defeated the Milwaukee Bucks in um, a competitive seven-game series. Unfortunately, the Bucks were without Chris Middleton, who suffered an MCL sprain in the uh, previous round against your Chicago Bulls, my Chicago Bulls, our Chicago Bulls. But they uh, they put up a good fight. Unfortunately, they just were too shorthanded. And the Celtics were just firing all cylinders, despite not having Robert Williams for several games in their series. They uh, they had him; he had a knee soreness issue that kept him out from Game Four through Game Seven. He was listed as available in Game Seven, but only and but the Celtics sort of worded it weirdly, and so it seemed like he was sort of a break glass in case of emergency availability for them. He did not play. Grant Williams had an amazing night for Boston. He took 18 threes and he made seven of them. He went 10 of 22 from the field. He had 27 points, six rebounds, uh, two blocks. Um, starting alongside Al Horford. So I guess Grant Williams technically was the power forward. Horford was the center. Uh, Horford did not have a great game. He had six points on two of seven shooting. But he's had a great series. Though his all-star days might be finished, he had some awesome games as a scorer uh, in the Celtics series against the Bucks, the reigning champs. Uh, he had 22 points, a 9 of 17 shooting in a uh, game three loss, and then he had 30 points in a crucial sort of must-win game four victory to even the series at 2-2. Uh, 30 points on 11 of 14 shooting, including 5 of 7. Uh, from three, and he had eight rebounds in that game. And then the game he had 22 points, he had 16 rebounds and five assists. Like, he's just turned back the clock or something. He's almost 36. Uh, he's 35 and um, a few days shy of turning 36. And um, it's just been remarkable to see. After he took basically half a year off uh, when the Thunder sent him home last year in the middle of the season... It's just really rejuvenated his career, and being back in Boston has too. And, yeah, he's a crucial piece of uh, the puzzle for this team. His averages in the regular season for the Celtics were modest, 10 points, uh, almost 8 rebounds, uh, 3.4 assists. Um, decent shooting splits, 46.7 from the field, 33.6 from 3, 84.2 from the uh, free throw line. But, you know, it's not it's below his average, of course. Um, his career averages of 13.7 points a game, 8.2 rebounds a game, 3.3 assists. A game, so the, the assists and the rebounds are pretty much on on, on a level with uh, what they were this year, but yeah, you know he's a five time All Star, um, 2017-2018 All Defensive Guy, 2010-2011 All NBA Guy. If they win a title, suddenly Al Horford becomes sort of a bubble Hall of Famer, which is an an insane thing to say. I mean, he's a really awesome player, so maybe it isn't, but I don't know what he is on this team in terms of like the hierarchy. I would say fifth best guy maybe after Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Marcus Smart, um, Robert Williams. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, uh, I digress. I'm just, I always enjoy seeing old guys sort of cement their legacy. So it's nice to 
It was nice to see Horford have a great game. Jason Tatum had a fine game in the closeout game. He had 23 points, 7 of 14 from the field. But the big Jason Tatum game was really game six in hostile territory. Possible closeout game for the Bucks. The Bucks were up 3-2. They're playing in Milwaukee. And then uh, Jason Tatum just sort of pulls a, a game six, 2012 LeBron, uh, stares him down, and has this, like, the night of his life. 46 points, 17 of 32 shooting from the field, 7 of 15 from three, which is just crazy. It's just crazy how many threes people are taking these days. Uh, nine rebounds, four assists, a block, plus 13 on the plus-minus scale. He's plus 28, actually, in uh, the final game, the closeout game uh, on Sunday which uh, was a shellacking, 109-81 Boston, in Boston. Yeah, so just a great game. That's that series. So the Boston Celtics move on. On the other side of that, in the East, we've got the top-seeded Heat, 53-win Miami Heat, uh, versus the fourth-seeded Philadelphia 76ers. Now the Heat uh, had the advantage of playing without um, Joel Embiid on the other side for the first two games because he had uh, a concussion, an oral fracture on his eye, a... uh, ligament tear in his thumb and all those things, uh, but especially the concussion and the orbital fracture kept him out for the first two games. He came back with a vengeance. He took the first two games, and then uh, Embiid came back and evened the series by winning the two games at home. One was like a 20-point blowout in Game 3. And then James Harden had like a crazy game, too. Uh, he had a retro James Harden game in Game 4. He had 31 points on 8 of 18, shooting from the field, 6 of 10 from 3, Nine assists, seven rebounds, a steal, um, six turnovers. But you know, hey, pretty good. He's the, he's uh you know he's aged quickly, right? It's he's almost thirty three, um, and uh, he just you know he wanted to get like a crazy max contract that would pay him sixty million or something in the last year of the deal, five year deal. Uh, he could opt out of his current contract worth forty million plus this summer and get a deal like that, an extension, or so he thought heading into. Um, his short tenure with the Sixers. And now, I don't think anyone, even a team as dumb as the Lakers, would, would do that. Uh, he just does not look the same. He's so reticent to shoot. He's always crumbling in the playoffs. And he did it again after, again, a 31-point outburst. 31 points, 7 rebounds, uh, 9 assists, helping the Sixers level the series uh, for uh, 2-2 in Game 4. Um, and then he went on to not uh, equal that score of 31 points the rest of the series across two games. He had 14 points in Game 5 on 5 of 13 shooting. Um, then he had 11 points in a must-win situation, Game 6, uh, on 4 of 9 shooting. He took two shots in the second half, and one of those shots was at the very end when the game was out of reach, um, a heave. And, uh, you know, just um, just terrible, terrible basketball. Like, he's, like, the fourth-best guy on this team now behind Joel Embiid, Tyrese Maxey, and maybe Tobias Harris. Danny Green um, uh, went out with a major injury at the top of Game 6. Danny Green, you know, another veteran. Uh, I like to see get his flowers. He's won three times with three different teams. Uh, still a solid 3 and D guy, although um, he sort of slipped on both those levels. He doesn't. Takes many threes, and he doesn't defend as well as he used to, but still an important player on a high-quality playoff team. It's an ACL and an LCL, so that's not great. He's going to be 35 in June, so I, who knows if that was the last we see of Danny Green. He's you know got a podcast, and he's sort of a 
burgeoning media presence. So he'll be fine. Uh, he's made plenty of money. He's won plenty of titles. It's just like a sad way for his career to potentially end. I hope it is at the end, but who knows. Anyway, I digress. The point is, the Heat moved on. Uh, even though they missed Kyle Lowry for most of the series, um, Max Struess stepped up in a big way. Gabe Vincent stepped up in a big way. Duncan Robinson was a DNPCD a lot of the night. I'm oh, sorry. Duncan Robinson, who makes $16 million a year or something, was a DNPCD for um, much of the series. Um, they did use him a little bit. Is like backup power forward, but he lost his starting spot to Max Struess, and um, because of the play of Struess, Vincent, uh, Caleb Martin, and um, even Victor Oladipo, uh, Duncan Robinson is just is really not in the rotation anymore. And I'm sure that he will look to trade him in the offseason, and he's such a good shooter that I think they will be able to do it. The Heat seemed to sort of lack a little half court creation, so. I guess that's where they would look. That's where I would look, where I, the Heat, front office, who've been really great in, in um, finding talent off the trash heap with um, a lot of undrafted guys, including Duncan Robinson. But yeah, no, more recently, Struis Vincent. Anyway, he looked good. Uh, but again, they, they beat the Hawks, who were bad. Um, they beat the Sixers, who, you know, were missing their best player for two games and then uh, had this... James Harden debacle to deal with and the inconsistency of Tobias Harris. Just not a great roster, really, all told, around Joel Embiid. Um, they also, okay, so another thing I want to talk about, too, which we'll talk about in the Sun series more, but the, the Heat series, like, uh, the Sixers looked checked out in um, this final game. The final game, like, the score wasn't even, the margin um, belies, like, what it actually felt like watching the game. Because at the end of the day, it was, like, 99 90 heat you know so you think oh close game single digits but it wasn't really um the game was already out of reach within the last couple of minutes and uh it got artificially closer but it didn't actually mean anything um and uh you know it was already it was already decided basically robinson you know by the way played four minutes in that closeout game but anyway um Kyle Lowry is going to miss his first game as the Heat Celtics series, which we'll talk about in a second. Uh, Kyle Lowry looked bad when he was able to play. He, he missed most of the series um, with a hamstring issue, um, but um, he tried to sort of grit his way through it, and it didn't quite work. Um, it's funny because he pushes the pace, even though he himself is no longer fast. Um, the way he sees the court, um, his passing can sort of expedite play for the Heat, but... Uh, but without him, Gabe Vincent was really good, and um, people were talking about, even though he makes $30 million plus a year, maybe bringing Lowry off the bench when he does return. And that kind of makes sense because right now the pace is a little weird. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, and then, yeah, moving over to the West, uh, before we talk about the craziest series, we'll talk about uh, Warriors, Grizzlies, um, Warriors move on. The big thing, really, I, I want to talk about with that is is that margin of Game 5. The Warriors got blown out, 134-95 uh, in Game 5 in Memphis last week. And it didn't matter. We already knew the series was over. Um, the Grizzlies um, already had gone down 3-1, which is never a good sign. And they lost, more importantly, their best player, John Morant. But somehow... 
they pushed it, you know, to six games when it should have been five. Uh, they, uh, it, it was just crazy to me that the Warriors exhibited no fight, and this game was just a gimme. Um, they got outscored in the third quarter, 42-17, did the Warriors. Tyus Jones, who might be the best backup point guard in the league, had an awesome game, and he's going to be a free agent, and I'm curious to see what happens to him. He seems sort of like a, it's been rumored that he's like a Knicks target, uh, if they whiff on Jalen Brunson, who looks pretty essential for the Mavericks, so, anyway, interesting series i'm curious i i think people might under might overestimate the warriors um because they used to be the warriors and it's just not that team anymore clay thompson's not that guy anymore jamon green's not the guy anymore stephen curry even has slid a little bit so interesting stuff interesting stuff um so yeah you know four close series with some intriguing results and uh the most intriguing results is what happened in the Suns-Mavericks series. That, for the record, Max and I both predicted the Mavericks would win. I said Mavericks in six. Max said Mavericks in seven. Max was right. hey Nice. Uh, so, congratulations, Max. We were both onto something, though. I felt sure. like things were weird with the Suns. For after... sure we were. And what game was that that we made that prediction? That was, like, game five? Something like that. Maybe game maybe game four. I think that was, was after the middle game of the four. Series. I think that was after yeah. game four. So, that was so yeah, it was knotted up. Yeah. Yeah. Something fell off. If you're, like, the best team in the league, I don't think you drop both of those games in Dallas, you know? I think, well... Also, Chris Paul was to bad. To me, it wasn't, was it wasn't the fact that they lost. It was how they lost. Like... They're, the perimeter defense of Dallas really caused them a lot of problems. They did sure. not exploit the DeAndre Ayton matchup effectively. Chris Paul, I don't, he was terrible. And I know he's this quad thing, and I'm sure we'll get into that when we talk about Game 7, but there, there was something that was clearly wrong with the Suns in those two games. And I think they, they had a real tough problem. Like, every team in the league wants to get to the rim – shoot threes, and get to the free throw line because those are the most efficient ways to score points. The Suns don't do any of those things particularly well. That's a big problem. Yeah. I mean, when you are playing a great team, like, and maybe the Mavericks aren't a great team, but if you're playing a great defensive team, which they are, and you have an undersized point guard like Chris Paul, it was not that hard for them to make life hard on him. And at his age, he does not have the endurance to do it for four full quarters. So I feel, personally, that I saw something there that was very alarming. And it, uh, you know, it got worse. So that's why I made the pick. I think I said seven, and the reason I said seven is because I thought they would lose game five. Or at least I thought they would lose five or six. But then I thought they would end up winning in seven. I thought they'd split one of those two. No, the Mavericks would lose game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because it was in Phoenix. Right. Because their role players play, play better at home than they do in Phoenix. Except in game seven. Right. Except in game seven when all um, oh, hell broke loose. I, you know, going to the game again, I was rooting for Chris Paul because I enjoy the Chris Paul narrative. I was I not. He just turned 37. 
Uh, he's been a great player for a very long time. Uh, he's bucked the odds as a, as a tiny, tiny point guard, probably less than six feet tall, but officially six feet tall. Uh, 12-time All-Star, one of the great defenders, one of the great point guards. Every in single the team he's on has their franchise record for wins. Right. That's an amazing that's, statistic. Yeah, that's crazy. And, you know, they went to the finals last year. They looked awesome until Chris Paul kind of sucked in the playoffs in the finals. And he might have beaten the Warriors. The Rockets might have beaten the Warriors if he'd been healthy that year. Yeah, you say that, but then the next year, the Warriors didn't have Kevin Durant. And the, they that Rockets team wasn't and they were missing good. Stephen that Curry Rockets for a couple of... Good. That Rockets team wasn't as good. Fine. Fine, I will concede that. But, but even still. Yeah. I mean, also, that's, that was but another that's weird, game here nor there. weird game. That's neither here nor there. weird game sevens with Chris Paul. That was a crazy game seven. There's not, they missed 27 either. straight threes. And they refuse to get inside to, that's you know, neither, stop the bleeding. That's neither here nor there. There's something you were rooting for him. I was not, to be clear. I was not rooting for the Suns. Now, would you say that your rooting interest for the Mavericks colored your Mavs in seven prediction? No. No. Okay. I think my Mavs in seven prediction was based, I, okay, maybe a little bit. I think the Mavs in seven was based on the fact that I knew that there was something off there. I enjoyed watching the Mavs play. Also, big fan of Dirk. Dirk was as Maverick. Like how they treat Dirk. Luka's fun and entertaining. And you know what? I'm not going to apologize for the fact that I like uh, all these other Dallas players. So, go Mavs. Also, they're the underdog. Also, I thought Phoenix was overrated. I think they've been overrated. I think they were overrated last year. I think it was partially a fluke that they made it to the finals. I, I just, I don't think they are a championship caliber team. Now, I don't think the Mavs are a championship caliber team, but they keep proving me wrong, and maybe they are. Maybe this is that wild year where anything could happen. Well, I mean, we were talking about this. They Other play defense, and they have the best player in, in the series. And in each series so far, those have both been the case. So if you play defense and you have the best player, you have a shot to win. I mean, that is the 2011 Mavericks blueprint, actually. That is exactly. Now, yeah. Maxi Kleba is not exactly Tyson Chandler, and Dorian Finney-Smith no. is not exactly Sean Marion. That's true. Um, but, uh, but is Jalen Brunson the equivalent of J.J. Barea? I was trying to think of who, Honestly, yeah, what, what Maria, Jalen Brunson and Jalen Brunson are probably not that dissimilar. Jalen Brunson is a better player, but J.J. Jalen Brunson is much better. But in the playoffs, J.J. Barea was pretty good. Yeah, well, so I, I was trying to think, like, is he Jet? Is he J.J. Barea? Is he Deshaun? But he, he's not a Stevenson? shooter like Jet. <laughs> no, I don't know. There's not really a great comp. Dinwiddie, maybe Dinwiddie is the equivalent of, Jason, of J.J. Barea. That's good. Dinwiddie is J.J. Barea plus Jet, kind of. Yeah, but, but Dinwiddie's different, bigger. Different kind but of player. But I, I, the thing I like... He's like 6'6". Six, six. He can play decent defense sometimes. He's, he's the thing with the Mavs, the, same as see, the thing with the Mavs is they switch. The way they're able to play defense with those perimeter guys, like, it's, it's pretty impressive. It's pretty impressive. Can we talk about Game 7? Because that's what we need to talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, uh, sorry. So, yeah, anyway, the Mavericks... Versus the Suns, right. Sorry, you said the Suns are overrated. Uh, we talked about Jalen Brunson. That's where we are. Yeah, okay. Anyway, I, uh, you know, all that said about the Mavericks and all that said about the Suns, it's, like, what happened was 
insane. That was the most unbelievable game I've probably ever seen. I that has to be one of the most unbelievable playoff games I've seen. From a just outcome, like because it was never even close. Yeah, I had no confidence in the Suns at all going into the game. That's that's true, but like to lose like that, I didn't think scored twenty seven points in the first half. Which Luka Doncic also scored by himself in the first half. I know, but that is not a shock. Like, Luka Doncic destroying the Suns, we saw it another couple times in the series. Like, I'm not – he was incredibly efficient this game. He's clutch. If you watch Slovenia in the Olympic, like, they, he was amazing, okay? So, we – and against the Clippers, he was amazing, too, last, the last two years. So, I'm not yeah. shocked that he had that performance in the first half. But the fact that Devin Booker and Chris Paul were taking no shots had no, like that. The fact that the Suns didn't even show up to play, unbelievable. Yeah. At home. Yeah. Okay. Right. the The crowd was totally dead by the I don't know the middle of the second quarter there. I think the Suns scored like seven points in the second quarter. The sixty four. We should check actually. Because the, the first quarter it wasn't it wasn't terrible. Yeah. So it was well, it wasn't great. It was 27-17 in the first quarter. Then it was 30-10 uh, in the second quarter. Mavericks scored 30 points. Unbelievable. Suns scored 10 points. Like, pathetic. And the final margin is 123-90, to 90, which, like, isn't good, but it looks better than what it actually felt Wait, like. Well, they the didn't game. play any of their good players for, like, a yeah, quarter they, they and a half. For a lot of that quarter, yeah. It was crazy. Luka played like, only 30 minutes. And he scored 35 points, and he had, what, 10 assists or something? Nine rebounds or something like that. Ten rebounds, nine assists. Uh, I guess and his defense was actually pretty solid, too. wasn't bad. Not that he's he was big, you know? He didn't, I don't, he he didn't plays... have to play defense because they didn't even bother trying to, trying to score. Oh, well, anyway, uh, Luke had 35 points, 10 rebounds, four assists, 12 of 19 from the field, 6 of 11 from three. Brunson had 24 points and six rebounds. But really, like, the big story I thought was – well, besides Luca, was Dinwiddie coming off, yeah. scoring a ton in the first half, thirty points, like a lot in the first half. Brunson, actually, a lot of Brunson's points were in garbage time, kind of. I mean, it wasn't technically yeah. garbage time, but it was once they already had that forty-point lead. So it was really Luca and Dinwiddie, and then really good defense, and then the right. Suns not showing up. Dinwiddie had thirty points on eleven of fifteen shooting from the field, uh, five of seven from three. Yeah. Yeah, plus twenty-nine. I mean, Luca was plus thirty-seven. I, everyone was, was plus, plus forty-four. <laughs> everyone was plus a time. The Suns were terrible. Yeah, just really pathetic effort. Um, I enjoyed it. I don't think Chris Paul and Devin Booker scored more than like twelve points. For the record, I I put yeah. money on both the Mavs uh, winning and the and the over. What was the over? Uh, two oh five. Oh, you hit it. Two or five and a half. Yeah, hit both. Nice. Yeah. I there hit. was concern that the Suns wouldn't score enough for you to I, hit I was definitely concerned about that. There was a major concern. But then they, once they took everybody out, there's some of the Suns players just started jacking up threes, and the Mavs weren't trying. So they, yeah. they hit the number. Yeah. No, it was yeah. great. It was great. So, yeah, uh, just, just probably one of the worst playoff games I've ever seen. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Because that was a team with those crazy expectations. I mean, it was a 64-win team. They they had the best record in the league this season. People thought they were going to win the title. I certainly thought they had a shot. And it it wasn't even like it was the, the, you know, 
it wasn't even, it was the second, it was a conference uh, semifinals. So it was the second round. It wasn't even like a shocking first round upset, you know, which has happened, right? You saw the Spurs get upset by the Grizzlies. Uh, we saw the, the Mavs get upset by the Warriors, the We Believe Warriors. Those are shocking first round upsets, but, but it's rare to see like a, we had a first round, that's over. You go into the second round, you play the whole second round, six games, and then the seventh game just are pathetically terrible. Like, right, because they, they, they had a, uh, at least one game where they got totally blown out by the Mavericks, but it didn't seem like, it was like one before game, game seven. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was in Dallas. Yeah. I, think, I think it was game six. Yeah, but and, every uh, time they were in Phoenix, yeah. they won up to that point, and they played quite right. well, like decisively winning. Right, and I again, again, I thought that they were gonna lose, but I didn't think it was gonna be like this. No, no, no one did. They were down like, like forty plus at one point. Like they went in thinking they were gonna lose. You know what I mean? They had weird. no fight at all. It was, I, and, and so afterwards, Monty Williams said said there was some internal issues with DeAndre Aiden. They said a, they said it's an agent. internal matter because he only played okay, seventeen minutes. So yeah, it's an internal matter. I don't think he played in any of the fourth quarter. No. Now, to be fair, the fourth quarter, it was already over, basically. But they, they did put the starters for, like, four or five minutes, I think. It was so. weird. It was very weird. So something was going on there. Might they have didn't... to do with the contract. I don't know. I bet there was some. Yeah, they... I bet there was some, like, you didn't pay me for this? Like, no. It's like, it's like, it's like you're not going to play me now. Like, give me. It's probably, like, I'm going to be a part of this, and you're not giving me the ball? Like, you know, because they weren't giving the ball. Yeah. Like, you got to get. I mean. He's six eleven, and he's being guarded by a guy who's like six eight, six seven. It was very. Gotta give him the ball. The 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 yeah. Chris Paul DeAndre Ayton pick and roll was one of the most destructive offensive weapons in all of basketball this year. So why yeah. didn't you run it? I don't know. Did you see them run it? Because I really didn't see it. No, I didn't. I mean, I didn't. Really that was see, shocking. Like, that made no sense. All, really. That made no sense because Dallas really didn't have a like. DeAndre Ayton was the only player in game six who played well for the Phoenix Suns. was the only player. Yeah. I guess we should have thought of game six as more of a harbinger of things to come. I mean, well, again, we thought... No, no, we, co- we did right think of it lose. as a harbinger, but yeah. game six was not like a 40-point decisive victory in Phoenix. We thought it was a harbinger yeah. that they would win, not that they would annihilate them on their home floor in the first 20 minutes of a game seven. I mean, I was shocking. Yeah. It was shocking. It was... Crazy. I I enjoyed it immensely. It was it was very interesting. I remember texting you and Greg and a bunch of people saying like Chris Paul's done. He's never winning a title as like one of one of the two best guys on a team. He's like that's over now. Not as a thirty million dollar player. No. He will never win a title as one of the two best guys no. on a team. That's crazy because you definitely would have thought at his peak he would be qualified to do that, but he never did that. He's had a bunch of starry teammates. So. I guess not. I guess. I mean, I don't know why that. we would like. Last year was by far their best chance. Uh, now, well, this year actually is their best chance. This year we thought, but last year was a very good chance because of the injuries last, in the West. Last year was a very good chance, but I mean, last year uh, they were up 2-0 in the finals against the Bucks last year. They've been. He's been up 2-0 like five times. I've blown it. That's yeah. not a coincidence. It's just no. too many times for yeah. it to be a coincidence. And okay, so now back to the the quad injury. He always gets hurt in the playoffs. Yes, because that's part tiny. of the that's part of the factor. It's not just yeah, that he's and small and he wears down. It's I mean now he's old, but it's always been the case. I, at the end of the day, like Isaiah Thomas was small, 
he would get hurt. He would still play. Yeah, he had that game on a one leg. Foot, when it, right? Yeah, like yeah. they just you just game and but seven, you know what? Six of the Isaiah final? Thomas. Did you ever watch a game during Isaiah Thomas's peak? At least okay. Like if you ever see the Harvard Classics, Isaiah Thomas, like those Bulls games, or you know, watch the Laker game or Celtics game, where he just didn't like he didn't have it. Like he didn't go for it. You know, where he went, he didn't compete. Like, you might see him miss shots, you know, but you never saw him, like, not try, not compete, not give effort. No, and that those are all you know, high-level playoff games. Yeah, or, or shocking. I remember there was, like, a, a Christmas game I saw one time that was Pistons-Bulls, and he, yeah, he was going hard. He's never going to just quit on it. No. Well, you know, the Isaiah Thomas versus Chris Paul debate is now over. Yeah, it's over. Uh, it's over. Chris I don't Paul's care what his stats look like. As Isaiah Thomas I don't care was. what his stats look like. He's a he's the greatest. This he's one of the greatest regular season point guards of all time. He's one yeah. of and, and he's had some really spectacular moments in the playoffs too. Yeah, but the record you know. is what it is at this point. I just yeah, true. You you can't tell me, like you can't tell me that he's better than. you can't tell me he's better than Magic. Honestly. It should be Magic, Stockton, and then you could make an argument for a couple different guys. You know, then you start to talk about, before we were talking about Chris Paul being, uh, you know, maybe that third guy. But Isaiah. Oh, Isaiah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously Isaiah. Isaiah over Stockton. I don't know. Stockton lasted much longer, yes. But did Stockton ever win anything? No. I mean, he, he, but he, he got way further than Chris Paul more often. And he did not have these collapses. True. True. I, I will. Okay. You're right. Okay. Also, did John Stockton ever not find Carl Malone in a pick and roll or pick and pop? Like, how many times did I, like, I just, I never saw John Stockton turn the ball over like this. No, Carl Malone blew it more than John Stockton yeah. blew it, really. Yeah. I yeah. Would say. John Stockton was always the same guy. Um, just I, I really will, steady. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Magic Johnson, Isaiah Thomas. John Stockton, and then you start to look at Kid, Nash, Paul, and to me, you could put them all kind of together. I mean, okay, so then there's like an honorary spot for Koozie in there somewhere. Like, like, let me put it this way. Let me put it this way. Who would you rather have in the playoffs in their career in totality? Chris Paul or Rajon Rondo? Because for me, it's easy Rondo. He has like the uh, yeah, most, what does he have, the most run. assists in NBA playoff history or something? It's something ridiculous. Playoff Rondo. Give me Playoff Rondo over Playoff Chris Paul. We should make that a poll. But, uh, yeah, Playoff Rondo. Chris Paul, I think it's time for him to transition to Mavericks, Jason Kidd, basically. Second, second Who's not as good a shooter Mavericks. or defender. But continue. Well, he, he is a pretty good three-point shooter. Um, he's not going to be that level of defender, I don't think, but he's a good defender. He's so small. He's small. And he doesn't hold up, and that, those are still going to be issues, even that, if he does take a reduced yeah. role in the offense. Anyway, I don't know. I think I think it could happen where he's the third or a fourth guy on a title team. I think that's still like a possibility for him. But he's thirty-seven; Definitely. he's only getting older. I just think his we'll contract, see. like he's not, you can't pay him like if you're going to pay him thirty million a year. I don't know how you're going to build a championship team. Well, you're also paying Kyle Lowry thirty million a year. I don't know yeah. how they're going to be. I don't think they're a championship team. I think I've heard in the Suns. 
But, yeah. Okay, fine. Um, they were playing the 76ers. Fair the enough. The Suns would have beaten the 76ers. Yeah, that'd be pretty easy for the Suns. Uh, okay, sorry. Moving on. So now the Mavericks advance to the Western Conference Finals, where they will face the Golden State Warriors, the three seed. So that means the one and the two seed both knocked out of the playoffs in the West. Uh, keep in mind, the West is wide open for the Suns because the Nuggets and the Clippers had a lot of injuries. And those teams, at least one of those teams you would think would be healthy by the, the time spring rolls around next year. And uh, it just seems like, yeah, the Suns blew the, that big window, and it's just going to be a different team. DeAndre Aiden, I think, is also going to be gone, uh, possibly to the Bulls, possibly to, like, the Pacers. He's going to command a lot of money despite an up-and-down playoff performance. Anyway, sorry. Uh, Mavericks, Warriors, what do you got for this, Max? I got the maps, um, and I believe maps have home court. Correct? Uh, no, no, the Warriors do. The um, maps are the four seed. Yeah. Mavs in seven. Luca game seven again. Interesting. Maybe six, but I uh, no, I don't think so. They're going to be, sometimes they're going to be cold from three, and it's just going to be, they're going to lose. Mavs and, Mavs and seven. How about you? Mavs and six. Wow. Wow. I just the Mavs don't trust getting to the, the Warriors finals. defense. That's amazing. I think it's After the first half of the, the year, table. it would have looked. How amazing would it be if the Celtics and the Mavs make the finals, and they, after the first half of the year, were basically 500 teams? Yeah, that's true. Unbelievable. The Mavericks were 16 and 18 to start the year. The Celtics were 16 and 19. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And I think that is what's going to be. I think it is uh, going to be that too. Ahead. Yes. Mavericks. Can, I mean, we just. Okay. Do we East do Conference. we talk about this series a little bit more, or do we get into the other round? What do you want to say? Well, I just want to say that I think the Warriors are. Um, you know, I think people like in Vegas. I guess they are like the odds on favorites to uh, make it to the finals or something or, or win the finals and uh, of, the, of the last four teams. And I just don't think people uh, have been watching this Warriors team. It's not the same guys, you know, nobody among that, the big three of Steph Curry, Draymond Green or Clay Thompson, especially is at the same level. Steph Curry is, is a, one of the best players in the NBA still for sure. Is he better than Luka Doncic right now? No, no. He's definitely not the best. Luca's the best team. Luca's the best player. Like we said for the last series, Luca's the best player in the series, and they play better defense. Yeah. So if you play better defense, and the Warriors don't have anybody that's gonna punish the Mavs like in a mismatch, because when the Mavs yeah. perimeter defenders are really good, and the Warriors rely on perimeter offense, so I don't. Clay's not the same Clay. No. Steph is not a great defender. And Wiggins is Andrew Wiggins. If you're depending on Andrew Wiggins to win you a playoff series, you're in big trouble. He's like a flakier Harrison Barnes, basically. Much flakier. Yeah. Not, not nearly as good. More athletic, but yeah. Um, but, 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 but yeah, more upside. But then um, Gary Payton II, who's probably their best premier defender, actually, is out. Probably not, not necessarily for the whole series. But even he if he wouldn't. comes back... Yeah. He's still small compared to Luca. I mean, Luca yeah. made Mikhail Bridges look small. 
That's true too. Yeah, Mikael Bridges, who was being considered as one of the Defensive Player of the Year candidates, yeah. um, just was I, not that good. I just, series. I just think the regular season and the playoffs are totally different. And I just think that I think I'm, I'm going to go with the Mavs. I think they have some really tough matchups against the Warriors. Um, Jordan Poole, not a great defender. Like I just, you're asking so much from Draymond Green. He's going to get in foul trouble. Because he's going to switch on to Luka a lot. He's going to get in foul trouble. Yeah. Dinwiddie, Brunson, they're going to attack off the bounce. And then they're going to spread the floor with the three-point shooters. And the Mavs have a great defensive team. Yeah. And, like, the that's t- a good yeah. – Now, Luka's going to have a tough time chasing those guys off screens. So, I don't know how that's going to go. I think they're going to get a lot of good shots. But they were not hitting good shots. Like, they were missing a lot of good – of, like – reasonable looks in that Memphis series. Uh, yeah, that, that's another thing, too, is that I, I talk about this in my own little uh, recap, but they got blown out in that game five by a lot. And it kind of looked like yeah. um, the Suns in this game or like the Sixers in game six. Like, they just were checked out. Yeah, they're not and, a championship uh, team. So I don't think so. Let's go to the so. East. I, I mean, you know, it's a six-game series. It in could, my happen. Seven could years. happen. It could totally happen. Oh, yeah. It's totally yeah, yeah, yeah. It could happen. The Mavs are not think, a, a flawless team. I mean, No, I don't think either one of these teams is going to win anything this year, by the way. Now let's go to the other side, the Eastern Conference Finals, which just got a lot more interesting because uh, ahead of this uh, podcast, um, but probably after people hear it, uh, we found out that the Celtics will be missing Marcus Smart and Al Horford. We thought it was just going to be possibly Marcus Smart with a, a midfoot sprain. Um, but no, Al Horford has entered uh, the league's uh, COVID-19 health and safety protocols. Also on the, the Heat side, they're missing Kyle Lowry. But honestly, when he was not 100%, he was kind of hurting them when he was available in, in a couple of games in the last round. And they're going to go with, I guess, Gabe Vincent starting at the point. And, you know, Gabe Vincent was awesome. So I think that's going to be actually fine. So, yeah, suddenly we're in Miami without two of the Celtics starters. Plus, Robert Williams, the, um, the starting center, um, is going to be able to play, but he hasn't played since game three with uh, with some knee soreness and a bone bruise. So, they're banged up. I mean, both teams are banged up. But anyway, what do you think is going to happen in this series? Knowing what we know now about the absence of Horford and, and possibly this long-term injury for Smart and long-term injury for Lowry. Um... Uh... You know, this is going to be a weird one. I The defense is going to be great on both sides. Yes. I actually think the Heat are going to win because of these absences. The series? Yeah. Interesting. Now, I am rooting for the yeah. Heat to win. I, think I don't Boston, think they will. I know that Boston's a better team. Like, I know they're better. When healthy, yeah. Yeah, I just... You know what? No, I'm going Boston... Boston, but they're going to have to win. The, pro- the thing is the Heat have home court advantage. So right. they would have, like, here's the thing. I don't see Boston winning. I think Miami's going to win the first two at home. And then Boston is going to win in Boston. And then I think you're going to have a game six that's in Boston. And I think Boston will win that game. But then it's going to go to Miami for game seven. So in that game seven, but Miami has no home crowd there's no fans there's no advantage yeah um during the regular season it's advantage because all the players go and party the night before exactly but, but but i don't think they will 
in this series because they, they want it too much. So I'm giving the edge to, to Boston in seven. But I think it's going to take that, that game seven in Boston. And I think in game seven, the role players will make all these threes. And that's going to be the difference. That's what I was going to say, too. I was originally, I originally had um, the Celtics in six before this injury news. but with Yeah, now news, it's got to be seven, yeah. yeah. That's kind of what I think. I mean, Because game six will be in Miami, and it'll be, yeah, they're going to, I think it's seven. I think it's going to be. Now, if Boston splits in the first two, if they win the second game, then I take Boston in six. Yeah. Well, I guess I'll, I'll just pick Boston in six to be a little different. Yeah. Um, but okay. it's tough to see with no Horford and possibly no Smart in the second game as well as the first game. Um, and I a just, limited Williams. I, just, I mean, he's going to get uh, full minutes allotment, but he, you know, he's just going to I love Boston's defense, especially the perimeter defense. And Hero, I just don't see him being able to score as effectively. A lot of these... A lot of these Miami guys are just not great scorers in the half court. They rely, and I just don't know that they're going to be good enough against Boston's defense. Yeah, Jimmy's going to score, but yeah. you need we'll more than line. just him. And I think Jimmy's going to have a big series. He's going to win them some games. I think yeah. Bam is going to play well, especially without Horford. I think Bam is going to play well, but he had a muted series yeah. in the, the Sixers series. I think so they nice miss. I think they miss like a Drogic. You know, like in the bubble, that guy, like he was awesome, and he really, that pick and roll with Bam and the pick and pop, and he he created offense. And I think they rely so much on Hero. And I don't know, like what happened with Duncan Robinson? Why aren't you playing? Like, okay, he doesn't play defense well, and then he and Hero together are liability. But you need some shooting, man. You need some offensive uh, punch. At least you're going to against Boston. You, you're Struth, not going to yeah. win with, with Struth and Vincent playing a ton of minutes. You're not. Struth is a good shooter. He's not as good a shooter as yeah, Robinson. Yeah, but when you have a guy like... Yeah, but Robinson's better at running off those screens. When you have a guy like yes. Smart Plus six, and, seven. and Brown getting into Struth, I don't think he's going to get the same kind of percentage. So, Boston in seven. Book it. Well, Mavs yeah, in seven, so then, Boston in seven. Now we have a Celtics-Mavericks finals, which I don't think has ever happened in the history of the NBA. Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. If I – I mean, it's a little early to make those predictions. I'd want to revisit this after. Of course. Yes, but yes, yes. my pre- – do you want to make an early prediction? For the finals right now? Yeah. Sure. What's your early – No, look, now, that's just, now all I have to say, like, I would prefer to see, like, Heat Mavericks. It would probably be of the, the final Me four. Me too. That would be my finals matchup because there's some weird history. There have been two prior Heat Mavericks yeah, series, both of which feature Udonis Haslam. Uh, but one of which was one-sided one way, but arguably driven by the referees, and the other was yes. one-sided the other way. Arguably yeah. driven and because so, LeBron James is a choke artist. So – Right. And these are two – you know, really good, but I wouldn't say great teams, the Heat and the Mavericks. No. I think the Celtics are, are basically great. You know, if they're healthy, they're, they're winning the whole thing. But I think they make – Who I, knows? I still – sometimes they get hero ballish where Tatum with, Yeah, with and Brown, Brown and Tatum. Yeah. yeah. There's a bit of a – Sometimes. You know, my turn, your turn. Sometimes. Dynamic. And they sorry, try okay, to- yeah, predictions. Go ahead. What do you think? In the finals, if, if we see this Celtics-Mavericks prediction through. 
Who has home court? Oh, uh, well, I think the Mavericks won 52 games. The Mavericks would have home court. They would? Yeah. If Mavs have home court, give me Mavs and seven. Interesting. It's a lot of game sevens. I, don't, I mean, it's unlikely that all of these go seven. But if I had to, I just think Mavs at, at home, their role players play well. And I don't know. Boston's a better team. They are. But I think the Mavericks have the best player, and they play really good defense. You take Luka over Tatum. On offense. I guess Tatum's a better, obviously he's a better two-way player. Yeah. Maybe I take, maybe I take Tatum. Hmm. I probably would, if I was, but see, if I was building a team, I'd rather build it around Luka. Because he makes everybody else's somewhat life so much easier. You could yeah, put all I mean, these guys yeah. around him that barely were in the NBA. Like, if, you know, they're, they're second-round guys, and they look like awesome players because they don't have to do as much. He makes everyone around him better offensively. True. I would say... I mean, look, you could go either. If I had a team already, like if I had a team that was already kind of established, that had other pieces, and I wanted a complementary player, I would take Jason Tatum. But if I want to start from scratch, I'd take Luka. Uh, interesting. So I'd take Mavs instead. Uh, okay, I'm going to go with this way too early finals prediction. I will say Celtics in six. I think that's probably right. I think that's more Because, right. again, six would be in Boston. Can Al Horford really hold up for that many well, games? Well, he's going to get two, day, two games off, right? Now, to be oh, fair, it's, it's, so it's a... And also, you know, if he has coronavirus, um, that's different than, you know, protocols. So if he has it, Who uh, knows? which he probably does, because if you're not symptomatic, they don't even test now. So I'd assume he has it. And that can affect your immune system and all kinds of stuff. So... That is like an injury, actually. Yeah, who knows what's going on. It's not happen. really like getting time off. Yeah. I just think Grant Williams against... I think the Bucks were like dare, dare to them to beat them from three and didn't have enough perimeter offensive creation. And I don't think the Mavs are going to let them do that. So. Yeah, well, yeah, they're deeper. Their perimeter defense is way better. It's not even close. Yeah, their perimeter defense is better. And they're deeper. Well, I mean, especially... Bucks didn't and have they're better offensively, so they just don't have Giannis. But yeah, Madison's okay. Up. Yeah, interesting. There we go. Now again, I hope that the Heat win, and then I I, don't, I wouldn't mind if the Warriors won, but I'd rather a new team get in. I'm ready for the Mavs to to do this. I don't know why I'm all in on the Mavs now, but I just am. It's like a weird, fun team. It's fun to and watch. It's unexpected. Like the they're so team, you into know? it. You know, they're all like yeah. playing together. There's none of the con like they they're just playing together and I like how Jason Kidd has them all bought in. It's impressive. Yeah, he's become a good coach. Oh, I was gonna say too. So I guess the Porzingis trade to the Wizards was the single most important trade of the season. It's not even close. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Crazy. You could make the argument. It's one of the best deadline deals in recent memory. Certainly if it gets... I mean, already, yeah, I guess so. No, it's already... That, they're in the conference finals. Yeah, I was going to say if they get to the finals. But yeah, the conference finals, yeah, it's crazy. They haven't been in the conference finals since 2011. When they did so. it, I was like, wow, Davis Bertans, like, you know, it, I liked it because yeah. you're 
you're taking that contract and splitting it into two. I didn't yeah. realize Dinwiddie was going to be so helpful, and I didn't realize how much better everyone would be just by Porzingis not even being there. Yeah. It's just one of those classic overpaid guys who, you know, because of what he gets paid and what he used to be, he needs a certain amount of touches to be happy, and it just hurts the chemistry. Well, he also isn't a fit for their defensive scheme. He doesn't no. fit well, not their, now. Yeah. He makes their defense worse. I mean, he's basically just like a slightly better Bertans now, right? I'd say significantly better, but yes. Fine. <laughs> I don't he know. actually Fine. played better this year when he was healthy. He, 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 was, he was a good player, but he's just okay. a terrible fit. Fine. Well, and so. you can't really build a team around him because he's never healthy no. long enough. Oh, you, I, so, yeah. To be clear, I'm not suggesting building a team around Chris Epps Porzingis. I'm just saying, but he has to, you kind of have to fit him in, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think okay. he's like a ten to fifteen million dollar player, as opposed to like a thirty-five million dollar player. And uh, yeah, that's what we'll get. And next then time. because he gets hurt all the time, I wouldn't even pay him ten to fifteen million dollars. Oh yeah, like if the Bulls offered him ten million, I'd be oh, I would. Oh, I would get terrible. That'd be terrible. I don't think we would. But no, he would. Garpax would. Yeah. Um, no comment. Anyway, okay, I guess that does it. Excellent. Well, we'll talk probably after the conference finals. Maybe during, but probably after. Yeah, we can do a finals preview based on what we see. Yeah, an actual finals preview. Maybe if there's two game sevens, we could do like a you know, pre-game seven type of thing. That would be fun. I would be amenable to that. If there's only one game seven, if the man, yeah. Well, I guess unless it's like a legendary series or something. Yeah, if there's I mean, something there's epic. That, yeah. There's a chance that the, both series actually could get pretty competitive and cool. I think both are going to be good. I think I really, I mean, I don't think it's going to be two game sevens, even though I predicted two game sevens. But I think both seem like likely outcomes independently, but the odds of both yeah. occurring is very slim. Yeah. Although it happened this time. I know. Conference semifinals. Unbelievable. If you had told me the Mavs were going to be in the conference finals. I, I thought it was going to be Warriors Suns like from the beginning of the year. I yeah, did. I think I did too. I think I did too. But then it was really after that Pelican series when I started Alarms. To it wasn't even after. It was at the beginning. When they lost that game, yeah. which game was it? They lost game 2 or something. They lost yeah, this they one. Lost game two. And, and game that one was, was very close. And that was alarming. Yeah. It was shouldn't very have happened alarming. if they were a title team. No. No, you know, again, there was like that two thousand eight Celtics team that it took them six or it took yeah. them seven games to beat the Hawks. Yeah, but the Hawks right? but In that's the, first the thing, is like the Hawks were a good team. Yeah. The Pelicans, Hawks had talented that Hawks team, it kinda was like the we believe Warriors type of thing. You had a bunch of guys that were really good players. They yeah. just might not have been like a great NBA team, but they had some guys that had talent. Like they, they were talented players. Like Josh Smith was a very talented player. So any yeah, given plus, night, yeah. you know. That's true. Young Al Horford, um, Joe Johnson. Paul Millsap was on that team, peak. right? I don't know when Paul Millsap was on the team. No, he was still on he the might have been on that team. Okay. He was, yeah. Joe Johnson's but, a good player. ISO Joe. Joe Johnson was awesome. So they have yeah. these individual guys that play well. Might not be a great team, but you have the individual matchups that created problems for the Celtics. Right, exactly. Yeah, they were tough. Some they of this is matchups. Like, like, the playoffs are so different. 
They're so different. It's fun, and upsets are fun too. So I mean, I'm generally in favor of them. Although the Heat, I don't think anyone expects the Heat to win this series, really. So I think a Heat win would kind of be an upset, even though they are the top seed in the East. I wouldn't be shocked, though. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, I, I, anyway, I, I, I'm rooting for the Heat. I'm rooting for the Heat. I as love well. Jimmy Butler. I, yeah. yeah. I would and like Alabama. to see. I would like to see like Heat Mavs. I'd like to see that. That'd be fun. There's like a history. It's fun when there's that'd be, history. That'd be a great finals. Yeah. I'd enjoy that. And then those guys are entertaining too. Jimmy Butler is entertaining. And, yeah, yeah. He's and, more like charismatic. In and, like, and Luka Doncic is, is uh, yeah. so much fun. No, not to say that Steph isn't charismatic. Steph's charismatic. Yeah. I just hate how he chews on his mouth guard. I just, it just... Steph is fun. It just, we've been there already. You know? We've seen yeah. it. I won't be I Clay, I would love to see Clay get back there. I Jeremon's very entertaining. The Warriors would be fun too. If it was Warriors Heat. Um Warriors Celtics would not really do it for me. That's my least yeah. Favorite I think that would outcome. be the most blah. It could be a good series. I just I think it'd I would be very competitive. Like either team. I think I would I think I'd take the Celtics, Celtics. I think they would win. I just enjoy, like, defensive-oriented wings, so I think I'll probably be more interested in the Celtics winning. I also like the Horford. I want to see the Mavs win the whole damn thing. Over the Heat? Over Jimmy Butler? No, I'd rather... The Heat culture, I just don't want to hear about it anymore. Whatever. It's our guy, Jimmy Butler. Like, I don't think the Heat are going to have a dynasty run. I think, you know, they'll be lucky to get this, and then they could retool around Bam or something. Okay, I want to see... Yeah, give me the Heat. I don't know. I really like watching the Mavs play. You can root for the Mavs. It's okay. Uh, we'll see how it goes. In terms of Bulls connections, I think there's only... We've got Steve Kerr coaching the Warriors, and then we've got Jimmy, of course, on the Heat. Yeah. Max Struess, former Bull on the Heat. Yeah. Um, and then... Is that it? Dimwitty. Dimwitty we had in the preseason, I guess. So there you go. There's your Bulls. Yeah, go Dimwitty! Yeah. We cut him for, like, Michael Carter-Williams or something stupid. I forget who it was exactly, but was it, he was a training camp cut well, the, or a preseason cut. Yeah. The Wizards, he didn't do well there. That's true. I mean, you know, some of these role-player guys thrive in certain situations and struggle in others. So, Okay, great. Well, go Bulls, uh, despite the Bulls having, you know, no exact direct involvement in these playoffs. And uh, looking forward to uh, competitive conference finals. Go Bulls! <laughs>